Something like that with Nav. Yes, for the Facebook viewers. I know we're supposed to be here uh, 45 minutes from now, but we decided to do it a little earlier. For a change, Malaysians have decided to do things earlier instead of doing it the last minute. And also, uh, on today's show, for the uh, podcast listeners on Spotify, I guess it wouldn't make any difference for you. But just in case you want to check it out, uh, you want to see the guests and uh, what you want to know what exactly they look like, how they sound like. You know how they sound like, but you want to see how they look like, just head on to facebook.com slash something like that with Nav. And today is a man that I have been eagerly waiting to have a chat with. He's been very, very busy since the release of his EP called I Am Not Billy Elish, Elish, whatever the name is. And, uh, well, he is on board the show today. It's the one and only, everybody knows him from the local scene. It's none other than Brendan D. Cruz. Mateo, how are you doing, dude? Assalamualaikum. Bagus, bagus. Everything's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> everything's good, man. It's nice to see you, man. Thanks, Finally. Man. Thanks for having me. No, thanks, it's man. a pleasure. It's I should good. say thank you for coming on board. You've been busy the whole week. You know, I was trying to get you uh, before yeah. anyone else this. Unfortunately, I think I'm the last one to get you. Hon- <laughs> honestly, no, la, not really. I think uh, I haven't actually been very busy with interviews. Uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, other podcast work actually with other friends and uh, yeah, this is, actually I can't remember, I only did one other interview, so you're pretty quick man and it's not like people are lining up to interview me. Come on, seriously, they should be lining up, (laughs) they should be lining up for you man, especially with a brand new track. Uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, for the very first time when I heard the track Evermore, it knocked me out. I haven't heard anything like that in a very, very long time. As you spoke off air, I mean, being in radios and talking to uh, some of the local artists, listening to the music, for the very first time, I, I felt so emotionally connected with an artist, man. Uh, with a song, sorry. Yeah. No, no, not with the artist. Okay, don't get me wrong. Okay, with the song. No, itself. it's all right, man. It's all right. It's, it's, good. it's an uh, a fucking amazing yeah. track, man. Congratulations to you. Great thank job you. on the track, dude. Uh, thank you. Uh, the song is very country driven. Uh, my dad was a, a country singer in a band, in a country band by night. Yes, and I know. Uh, we were very much exposed to country music growing up. But I never really penned anything uh, with a country vibe. I was always into the alternative rock, Brit rock thing, and uh, the folk thing growing up. And uh, that kind of became the influence I had. Uh, even if you listen to previous, the previous records I put out, everything is very pop folk, I would call it. Um, and uh, this was the most, I don't know how to say it. Like, Evermore was the most country influence. Uh, there was a Really? Movie because, that- you know, okay, let me, let me put it this way. For me, on my personal view of the whole thing, my personal taste, it's like if I put... Radiohead, I put a bit of Bruce Springsteen, okay, I mix it up a bit with a bit of Damien Rice together, and this is what I see. You know, this is, oh, nice. it's the sound, it's like this I'm a fan of all the three artists, and then you mix <laughs> it up together, I get one package, which is a good thing, which is a great thing, actually. Uh, your vocals, I don't have to say, I think you might have heard this, uh, people complimenting on your vocals many times, it's like, dude, someone is sounding like Bruce Springsteen, is. <laughs> 
looking this young <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh that sound actually honestly came about from a lot of exposure to damian rice uh i was only familiar with his uh more famous stuff which were things like the brewer's daughter and stuff but i only dived into his music about 5 years ago and uh i kind of got lost in it for quite a bit i managed to catch him live in singapore when he came about as well and uh that kind of solidified where i felt my sound was going and uh yeah we then ended up here because if you listen to the first two records they all very yes whispery. it is Yeah, there, there was like something I wanted to ask you. Of... I mean, you've been answering my questions before you even get it, which is good. Uh because the thing is like your first album, your first EP and your second one, uh, Black especially, it sounded completely different in terms of the tone of the voice. You don't really hear much of this particular sound in in terms of vocals on those particular tracks. What made you change it, man? Okay, so when I first started, I wasn't too uh familiar with songwriting. I I've been performing now for maybe about 12 years live uh but in all that time the majority of it has been covers I've been at hotels at weddings corporate functions busking but it's always to a list that's given to me or it is I've made a list that is popular that people hear on the radio so that when I'm performing attention is hopefully grabbed So um what happened was I was doing a lot of covers and I did a couple of tribute shows over the years the last couple of years and uh I realized my range when I was doing things like uh, a Chris Cornell tribute or a Foo Fighters tribute and uh it's a lot of work to sing like 2 hours worth of Chris Cornell or the full pressing involved in that right yeah especially if you're not used to singing in that manner and you do not have the practice you tend to overexert you don't know how to i haven't gone for uh, vocal training everything has been learning from advice from people around and uh, it has been honestly just trial and error and um, so after figuring this out that i figured my range is very different from what i do in my first two records so uh i thought for the third record i should write which is uh, called 3 i would write songs that would cater to me expressing myself the same way i would express covering a foo fighter song i just thought i wanted to i knew i could like i like that's why i brought it back to damien rice because a lot of that influence is there the okay you start off low you do that whispery thing you slowly build up and in the end you just lose your shit and you know just scream your heart out in tune not many of them do it especially with the Malaysian music scene unless it's covers but when it comes to the original stuff you hardly find that tone going on unless it's uh, like say if you're going for like singers like Hatan and so on the former Bumi Putra rocker yeah. guy well that that's where you have that feel he was the last person i heard someone who who did this particular style or rather the uh, uh, how do i put it the vocal expression which is 
amazing, man. It was beautiful listening to it. It can just keep on going on and on. And oh, of course, we're talking about the album, the songwriting itself, the feel that you gave for this particular uh, three albums, okay, three uh, three EPs to be precise. It's always on the deep, dark, sadden kind of feel. Any any particular reason why? Uh, I just am a very emotional individual. Uh, anybody who knows me close enough will tell you that. And uh, I know it translated a lot in the first two records because after a while, a lot of people did tell me, hey, uh, I just connected when you were singing. I like the... Like the performance, uh, nobody was telling me, hey, you should do this. Hey, you should do that. Unless they were engineers or producers. And uh, so the sad thing stuck with me. And I also am a big fan, not a big fan. I like to champion the idea that we all don't cry enough or we don't get in touch with our emotions as much as we should because we are... I don't know, too distracted with daily life, work, uh, family. Yeah, especially when you're a guy, it's less macho to be as emotional and uh, to cry. Yeah, it's, it's always the yeah. perception people have. And uh, of course, having those things in your music is uh, a brilliant idea. That's hence the reason why I was asking this particular question, because usually uh, it's always called the common uh, conversation or the theme that comes in with most albums is all about love breakups and so on yes there's happy times there's sad times there's always a balance to that but in your case you have the consistency of uh, how it should sound which is amazing it's uh, yeah. it's something that you would see in there from goth music some of the deeper saddened uh, goth music which is nice people connect to it yeah people do that's the main thing and uh, of course there have been many uh, people who have come up to me and said, hey, why don't you just write a happy song? And I've attempted it many times. It's not that I can't. There are slightly more upbeat songs in the third record or even in the first and second record. But the, the lyrics just tend to dive towards... Uh, I don't know. It's always brutal. I'm, I'm not complaining, man. I am not complaining. I'm not one of those guys I mean, who's going to ask you to change. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Another track of yours, which I like from your previous album, uh, EP, was uh, Murong. Murong was another fantastic track. Uh, I enjoyed I wrote, it very, very yeah. much. Uh, thank you. Uh, Murong was honestly specifically written to cater to the pop Malay market. I honestly sat down one day and told myself, I'm going to write a song. I want to write a song that I can approach uh, Malay radio stations and they would play it. And uh, that did not happen, of course. Uh, I still no, sent it's it out. Of time. It's a matter of time. Yeah. It's a matter of time. You can re-release really it. No one's going to stop you from doing that. Yeah. Wow. So response for Murong otherwise has been good. People love the song. Uh, they love the feel of it. Uh, so it's not. And the first, I think within the first week of it going on Spotify, it got picked by a playlist called Pop Turkini. So to me, when that happened, that was nearly as equivalent to Era playing it. And I was like, okay, at least. I know that it is good enough for the Malay market that you added me to a 
decently popular Spotify playlist that involved your bigger Malayu names, which I just don't know. Well, so actually, to me, I was like, yeah. Well, this at this this particular day and age, I think radio doesn't matter much as it used to be, uh, because the options, the platform that people have right now to get access to your music and having it played on uh, continuous rotation, yeah. like Spotify and other applications, I think you don't have to worry much about radio. Slow, but it'd be nice, slow. Once in a while, you have your song. It'd be nice. Yeah, yes, it'll, it'll be, be nice, nice because uh, the I don't know. Maybe you can confirm this for me. Uh, I heard not too long ago, or it might have been a while ago, that. Uh, if you combine all the English, the listeners of all the English radio stations, they still don't match the listeners of ERA. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It is so it. that is a very... Uh, it's actually disturbing a little bit. Yeah, it's a bit disturbing yeah. for the ablation English yeah. artists because uh, as much as I when, I, when I do have a chat with them, I say, don't worry, man. If it doesn't play on radio, there's other platforms. You know, you never know. And yeah. most of the artists that you know who's made it made it internationally were people that didn't have their songs played on the local radio. After years later, yeah. they discovered outside and uh, bingo, they became super yeah. big. I don't want to mention names. La. But anyway, let's get back yeah. to uh, your present album, which is Billy, I am yeah. not Billy Eilish. And I'm not going to ask you Billie why you Eilish, made it yeah. Eilish, okay? I'm not going to ask yeah. you why, because I'm pretty sure you've been bombarded by not only by people who's uh, interviewing you, but also by your friend. Why Machan that name? What have you got to do with Billy Eilish, right? Uh, so have you, uh, do you know about Billy Eilish? Okay, I know. Okay, for the benefits or uh, benefit of people listening or viewing, just help them out. Like, just help them out why that particular okay. name. So uh, most people who know of Billy Eilish know that she was nearly just a like a bedroom sensation. Like she got famous out of putting up one of the songs on SoundCloud or something it got picked up somewhere and then her last record or her debut record i don't know which it was but it was called uh when we all fall asleep where do we go uh that record was recorded and produced with her producer brother in his room so uh and the record went on to win like seven or nine Grammys. Yeah, it was quite a number of Grammys she uh, bagged for that one. Yeah, and if you see a couple of like those behind the scene videos of uh, them recording it, it's basically just him on his lap on his iMac or whatever, and he's just got this mic next to him on a boom arm. Then he just hands it over to Billie Eilish, who's just sitting on the bed, and then they're just recording the record just like that. And he's sampling and he's doing his thing and and then you have nine Grammys, you know. So I was explaining to my brother about my project, which I was doing because that was when the pandemic went full swing and everybody was stuck at home and you couldn't really do anything. So I started recording in my room. I'd invested in recording equipment, very minimal home studio DIY equipment uh, sometime last year. And I've been kind of playing around with it. Uh, and I've always wanted to attempt at least recording my own solo stuff by myself. And uh, I had a friend who had lent me a synth keyboard, which got stuck with me during the MCO because we couldn't even return it. So 
I managed to use that to add. Sorry? That's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, correct. So uh, I managed to use that to fill up uh, the tracks a bit with uh, pad, synth, string stuff, very minimal. And then I got uh, I got a keyboardist from this local band called Nadir to help me add some keyboard lines on one of the songs. And I got another friend, Jamie, who plays bass for a local band called Volatile to play bass on Evermore. And I had a good friend who worked with me on the second record. His name is Derek. He's a Irish live sound engineer who's based in Malaysia for the last, uh, I don't know, six, seven years. And uh, yeah, so he said, hey, dude, just send me some stuff. I want to mix. And uh, he recorded the Black Album and mixed it. And we engaged. He found this uh, mastering engineer in the UK. I don't know if I'm just telling you stories that you've already no, no. planned to ask me. No, yeah, no, so no, 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 no. Because I, I mean, I right. have uh, had the slight idea of uh, whatever happened, but I need confirmation on that part. Yeah. So please okay. go ahead. So shoot, man. I'm not... For the Black Record, Derek had found this mastering engineer. His name is Pete Maher. And uh, he's based in the UK. And he's got, you can check out the website. I think it's just, you can just look for Pete Maher Mastering. And uh, he's got a super serious portfolio like, like uh, U2, Damien Rice, uh, Snow Patrol, uh, The Killers. The list goes on. And then he's done like La La Land, the movie. He's done the Peaky Blinders series. And the good thing about, the great thing about Pete was that he's got two rates. He very much believes in unsigned talent, talent that uh, independent. So he's got two rates on his website. I don't know if he displays his corporate rates, but his uh, independent rates for people like me it was just 30 pounds for one you're kidding me you are 30 kidding pounds me. for one track so 90 pounds for three tracks that Dude, is that, that's just a fraction of whatever some of the machans down here charge lower. exactly as damn good mastering dude and a lot but of people know. don't know about this guy i don't know why uh, i've always announced it whenever i've worked with him which was that record and now this of course, this is getting a bit more traction because the songs are better. The sound is different. Uh, not, yeah, not the songs are better. Well, but the well one thing's for sure, after you experience. mentioning this, I'm pretty sure most of the uh, mastering engineers down here are going to be pretty mad at you. Like, but, uh, this is my cherry uh, mutton, man. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, man, when I first started out, and I'm still in, I still find myself to be still starting out in a way. But when I first started out, I had no idea what the local independent music scene was like. And I wasn't too sure of uh, the quality that was provided. Of course, you hear samples and yeah, but when you sit down and you actually work with producers and studios, you realize there's it's so different with anybody you work with. You get a different sound all the time, even though you're saying the same thing 
to different mastering engineers or it's just it's different equipment it's different methods it's different people it's different different approaches towards uh handling a project and uh i've always wanted to be able to do it all by myself and uh anyway before i go that side uh yeah <laughs> before I, i realized i was going elsewhere uh no, no worry, yeah, don't worry. if no. you're going to charge to me the benchmark right now is p yeah you're not local and maybe i do not know uh many mastering engineers here there are a lot of good mixing engineers in uh kl in malaysia maybe i just haven't met good mastering engineers but uh yeah i thought like with that portfolio you wouldn't expect somebody like pete to be doing three songs for you for for what for I mean, 400 ringgit yeah you know? around that which is Something dirt cheap like <laughs> which is yeah. seriously dirt cheap man and of course yeah, with his portfolio cheap. and the results that came out uh well yeah well the, the, the song is for you yourself know. man yeah you know you can just it's it's just such a difference and derek derek honestly like when i sent him because i'm just in my room uh derek I just sent him the stem files and when he sent me the first uh pass at Evermore I was just like whoa what did you do to my voice that sounds amazing and then I was too excited I just showed it to played it for like my brother and stuff and he was like whoa what and they've never like heard my stuff within the first 5 10 seconds and gone whoa what so we all knew it was to we all knew it was something different it was better yeah. than anything i put out before yeah because th- this is what i was trying to say because uh, yeah. with the first time very first time when i heard the track evermore it was hard to believe if i wasn't watching the video if i wasn't uh, really paying attention to who the artists were and where is it from i would not have guessed that is a blazing track i mean even oh, the quality that's great. You, yeah you know, okay Yeah. You know you can't, you can't deny it okay let's 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 be very honest down here but it comes from Lazin music there is slightly uh, there's a difference when you do in comparison with the quality that comes out whether it's being played on Spotify or music video and so on so there's a difference yeah. over there but in this case it was another level dude it was i i wouldn't want to put yeah. it at uh, a perfect track i mean perfect sound quality but it no, was no no don't it was word, it was there like it was there like You know that that's yeah, how I I'm look at it in terms of quality wise. Happy with what happened and how it played out. So like I owe that very much to Derek as well because the mix was insane when I first heard it. It's like to me like the closest before this that I came to a mix that I felt was my idea of what I wanted was the last record which was with Ashwin Gobinath who runs Nadi Studios and is the drummer for Nadi and uh when I first heard that product when we were recording and I heard the first mix that to me was like whoa yeah nice this is and we had that was my first full band record so the outcome of that was really good and I was going to build on that for the next record but covid happened uh opportunities went out the door but and 
I don't know. Next thing you know, I realized that hey, it's been two years. Going to be two years since I released anything, and I was consistently releasing a record every year since I started. And I wanted to keep that going because that momentum was great. Because it also helped me build a platform for myself in the scene a bit. So uh, I realized, hey, it's been two years. Uh, I'm stuck at home. I can't really do a full band thing. I could have, but would have required a lot more financial input and everybody was great about this because being in the industry we all knew how many jobs we all had lost collectively and uh, how tough things were going to be things were very uncertain like things are like so much better now even though they are still even though you know shit's still on the fan but uh yeah well, like, like actually, three actually, I mean, sometimes when something as such happens it always creates an opportunity for you to do something else just imagine if this whole thing yeah. didn't happen you wouldn't have released this particular track uh which you would have sounded yeah. like this and and what's more amazing is that you did something from a bedroom dude yeah so that saved a lot of money starting to tie that back in to what we were talking about earlier that is why so my brother is the one who just looked at me and said Hey, you should just call it I am not Billy Eilish. Then I was like, oh, that's catchy. Everybody knows, nearly everybody knows who Billy Eilish is. But I would assume, I think I assume still that a lot of people read it and go, is he, you know, taking no, a jab at Billy Eilish? Yeah, or the, the first what? impression you would have when you read a title like that, definitely everyone's going to assume that. Man. But anyway, at least now yeah. we know why the uh, particular title yeah. was it's a brilliant just, thing hats off to your brother yeah. congratulate your brother for me <laughs> for coming yeah, up I with that idea do. man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway and spe speaking of uh, the, the, the tracks itself i mean the production we know the production we know the title but i need to know this is evermore based on a true story uh oh, sorry that's horrible <laughs> uh yeah is it based okay, on a true story so... because it's it's too emotional it's too deep I mean, I can hear it through the voice. I mean, how you sound, it sounds like something actually happened. Is it? Man. Uh, okay, so every song that I've written is tied to a personal experience or a personal relationship with somebody in my life. It could be romantic, it could be platonic, it could be your dog, it could be anything. But with me, it's always been uh relationships uh yeah and so evermore i wrote evermore sometime last year and it was it revolved around this friendship i have uh with this person i've known for a very long time but as we were growing up we you know split separate ways and uh we just grew up life came between a lot of my mistakes uh and i've been trying to kind of rekindle that friendship over the years without much success and uh sometime over the last four years for about two years in that four years i was getting consistent dreams about this person i didn't know why it wasn't anything i would just be like we'd just be hanging out it was a very you're just appearing in my dream very very minimal interaction 
but there was this consistent feeling every time I woke up, I'd just be like, man, man, like either I need to fix it or address it or something. So I tried to get, get in touch with her uh, a couple of times and uh, we had bumped into each other once and things were fine. I didn't really bring it up. Uh, we just, we were just catching up, having a smoke or whatever. And uh, then the dream started happening again. And I wanted to mention it to her over after I had bumped into her. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to say these things means don't do it over text. So I just like the next time you whatever. So I just tried to establish uh, contact ever since then. Uh, I would try to organize a meet. Or what, and finally, sometime last year, I managed to meet her. And uh, yeah, we just started talking. I explained myself. I explained, I apologize for, you know, past shortcomings. And I was just, uh, yeah, I mentioned the dreams. She doesn't know anything about the song, but I guess if she eventually sees enough interviews, I'm just going to keep repeating the story. <laughs> and, this is the uh, most romantic thing I've ever heard. And I'm the least romantic person on the planet, man. <laughs> uh, the thing is, there's really no romance in the story. It was on, such you, a... Yeah, but look at it this way. Four years, uh, I mean, four years of... Uh, two years of dreams. Uh, eventually, of course, let's face it. If she was on your head subconsciously. You were thinking about her without yeah. even knowing that you were, man. Yeah, correct. But I also would have thought like the dreams would have been romantic, but they were never really. It was always about, it was always the theme, the themes in the dreams all the time was always about this friendship, this connection. It was always when I woke up, I was like, ah, man, it was a dream. Every single time. And it bugged me. And after I had this conversation with her, these dreams just stopped, man. No joke. Uh, just so like, it, it's subconscious. I mean, I, the best part is you actually wrote a song about it. If any other flair, any other person that I know would have visited a BOMO by now. Uh -huh, maybe. <laughs> but no, I, I, that's not how I roll. I just... Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just saying, like, two years, this is the best thing. It should be... I mean, it's only a music video right now. I'm just looking at this whole thing to, be a, to become a movie, man. For the guys out there who's hey. writing stories looking for a thing, you might want to have a chat with Brandon Hopefully. to get the rights for that, man. It's a, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting story, man. Four years, two years of dreams. It's something that, uh, well, you don't often hear. I mean, yes, I fell in love with love at first sight. Honestly, I think uh, these things happen a lot. I think it's just, especially guys who don't talk about it. You're not going to go around telling anybody, hey, you know what? I've been dreaming about you. Consistently for the so, last so, so cliche, two years. Man. Oh, it sounds stalky and creepy. But, but did she feel that like way? The more did, I did she feel like the way when you told her that? When was I started talking to her, she no, she, I'd known her for a while. When I say a while, like I've kind of known her since like I was thirteen. Oh, okay, we were thirteen. Yeah, so it's been a while. So we are both adults right now. We are both. Uh, very different people from when we first met and a lot has changed i think if a lot didn't change i don't think i'd be even having this conversation with you and uh when i didn't even plan it you know like when i went to see her 
uh, we were just having fun with a bunch of friends, uh, having drinks. It was her birthday or something. Not or something, it was her birthday. <laughs> and, uh, and we had been drinking a while. And somehow through the night, you know, when the emotions start kicking in, I was just like, hey, can I talk to you? And I called it aside. And uh, I didn't even plan what to say. And I said that out loud. I was like, oh, man, I wanted to talk to you about this, but I didn't even plan how to start. So I just like, you know what? I'm just going to tell. So I just, then she was like, you're not going to tell me, love me, right? I was like, no, no. I was like, okay. no, oh nothing my like man. that. Yeah. It was nothing like that at all. Uh, I just explained myself. And uh, she was very, very adult about it. Like I expected no less of like, I think we are all old enough la, now, like compared to when we first met or the things we experienced as friends growing up. Uh, so yeah, I just explained myself to her. I told her about the dreams. She had no idea about the song though. I'd written the song before I could before Wait, I, I okay. Her. I just, I just got to get this thing clear. Are you guys together? I mean, as in together, together as in, or you're just no, little friends no. right now. No, we're just no, friends. Okay. Okay. I've been with my, I've been with my partner for over four years now. So, okay. yeah, my partner knows about all these things. I tell her about these things, and uh, we even spoke about how to address it. And yeah, and then the meet happened. Uh, the meet wasn't revolved around this. Like my friend didn't know anything about it. I just okay. called her aside. I also wanted to just clear up. Uh, past mistakes and shortcomings, and no, I man, I, uh, I gotta yeah, give I, you credit for being brave enough to confess this and tell the whole world. Uh, <laughs> watching or listening honestly, to this, seriously, honestly, it's, it's not something you find from guys, man. It's something. It's pretty rare you find guys doing this. But hands off to you, man. Start it off for the rest of the guys honestly, out there. If you have something in mind, something in your heart, <laughs> say it out loud, man. Yeah, say it out say loud, it out, man. Just if you need to cry, just cry. Uh, yeah, yeah. But this, this is a very interesting you... strike. I did not seriously, honestly speaking, uh, when I wanted to have a chat with you, this is something I was not expecting whatsoever, man. Th this side of you, I mean, this side this of is you what is I mean, amazing. That I'm a very emotional being. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a cool guy, man. You're a pretty cool guy when it comes to this kind of <laughs> emotional. I don't know, man. You too, man. This, Thanks, like, oh, this is this is awesome. This is Oh man, I don't know. I'm All supposed right. to talk about the album and songs, but now you've just taken it to a whole new level, more exciting than what I planned. Which is uh, you can I, keep I'm just throwing me questions, whatever you have prepared. There, I'll just I clearly have lost my filter. I'm just telling you anything. I couldn't be bothered, man. Don't need filter. I told you before, <laughs> no filters on this particular show, man. Think about it. But I, I'm only worried about one thing for the guys who's listening yeah. in right now. Do not, do not use this as an excuse to go and hit on somebody's friend or your best friend just for the sake of hitting on them, okay? Oh, don't use this yeah, idea. Don't okay? do that, bro. Okay, like, this is yeah. an honest, pure situation. Don't no. use that. Uh, yeah. yeah, Brendan had this idea, two years of dreaming. I'm going to use the same line and hit on my best friend. Don't embarrass oh, yourself, no. okay? Yeah. It doesn't work well yeah. with everybody. <laughs> yeah, oh, cool, I, honestly, man. when I wrote the song, that was my... Uh, solution to the dreams. I didn't expect to have a meet with my friend 
and I didn't expect to actually have this conversation with her. But so to handle it, I thought, you know what, let's just put it into song. And uh, there was this movie that came out a couple of years ago called A Star is Born, which was uh, Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga and Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, yeah. And in that movie, Bradley Cooper does a song called Maybe It's Time. And I covered that song a lot. And uh, it's a very simple, very easy on the ears, very nice listening type, good feel, very basic country type. And my dad was very much a countryman. And I realized that I don't have something that's, that I've written that's very country influenced. So, hey, I thought, uh, let me do something like that. And this honestly just kind of came about in a couple of hours in a day or something. And maybe I had rewritten some of the lyrics, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't force myself to write this. Uh, it honestly was a feeling. That's the best I can tell you. Like I yeah, actually because, felt because that this way. this song actually gets people connected to it because sometimes you know a song is good not because how it sounds like the quality or the music that is being played in a particular song is how you connect to the particular song how it makes you feel emotionally. And of course, yeah. different people have different ways of interpreting a song. Yeah. Uh, and this Great. particular track uh, hit me at the right spot, man. It was like, yeah. okay, this is the song. That's that's something. If for those who haven't listened to this particular track yet, it's on the post right now. Just or you can also go and check out on Spotify. Brandon De Cruz is available down there. Music video. It's a nice chill out, uh, happy. I don't know what to say. Happy is like a very touching music video on YouTube, man. I'll try to post up that. I think it's, yeah. the link is on this particular page. But is that the same? Is that, was that the same case for your other songs like uh, uh, "Leave" and uh, uh, "All Over Me"? Was that the same situation, a similar situation, or is it as? Uh, no, that was that was honestly just somebody else too. Yeah, it was another personal experience that I was going through with um, with a friend. A newly made friend actually and uh it was just a bunch of mixed feelings i was having um and nothing again nothing romantic even though it seemed like romance it's it's very hard to explain like it's neither uh, here nor there yeah it's just yeah and i was just kind of confused you know not really looking for romance type of thing. And uh, it was, I, it, again, that story wasn't very, uh, there isn't much context to it. So what I did was I took a very brief experience and I got into a very what if state with that situation. So it is more of my, questioning that situation, that experience that I went through on myself rather than evermore, where it was more about digesting what has already happened over like, I don't know, a decade and how I feel right now. It evermore has a more conclusive message than the other two, I believe. Okay. Uh, the other two are very um, 
my perspective and evermore is a very could be your perspective could be my perspective right yeah but i feel i feel that's how i wrote it for the track leave especially leave it sounds a little more um i don't know if i'm getting the right words choice of words for this uh sounds a little more darker i mean a bit more deeper on this part is there any any reason behind that leave or is it just supposed to be a happy um tune? no uh leave leave was also yeah you know what i'll just be honest with you leave and all over me revolve around the same experience and okay. were two different uh two different emotions i was going through and so happened these two songs of it and uh, leave was like you said just now neither here nor there so the line in leave is you may leave or i will go and then it goes on to explain things like uh i hate wasting time i don't know i don't okay. like like i mean there's no time for mind games like these days you know it's just like hey what are your intentions straight our, to the point uh our vibes yeah our vibes vibing is it positive are you going to be bad for me are you going to be am i going to be bad for you let's not beat around the bush like hey if we are hanging out you don't like us hanging out you don't like what you're feeling don't hang out you know that sort of thing and uh, um yeah so that was basically it um it, it was just two different views on the same experience Yeah. Nice, man. I it's it's a pretty deep deep EP indeed. I thought it was only for, it was only going to be happening in the uh, EP black, but this one also has a very deep meaning which uh, which once again for those who have been listening to this entire broadcast, you have to listen to the year uh, uh, songs itself to understand uh, understand it a little more, man, to experience it. And uh, yeah. well, just out of curiosity, uh, of course we spoke earlier this is how your sound is going to be like. this is how you like to express yourself on your in terms of your music but has there ever been thoughts of doing something really uh on the upbeat side the other side of you i mean an upbeat something on the oh, those kind yeah. of thoughts not because people tell you to do that but you're for yourself you no. as a person of course i want to as well uh the last record was uh, a good example of what can be done with uh things like murung and you won't try even though the lyrics are very me uh the energy in it is very different and um during the rmo and even before over the last year plus since i released 3 uh i of course have had been working on my own songs otherwise and so there are a bunch of songs actually and uh yeah but i didn't want to put them on these on this record because uh i wanted it to i wanted a full band to cater to those songs so it will be a bit more extensive uh, a larger sound uh probably i just this one was just focused on what i can do in my room and uh i was like oh so damn I'm fucking happy that it turned out we did man like yeah it is and to it me, is it's still like it's still one of my best EPs I believe the first one's great the second one's great they are two very different 
EPs in terms of sound and feel. And uh, this seems to be like a stripped down version of my last record, Three. So I like that there's that transition and the next one will just be full on. I, could imagine, I just there could imagine one that. In the world, if this is something that was produced in a bedroom, I wonder what is it like when you do it in a bigger scale. Uh, I think I'm going to expect some more surprises in the years in time to come, man. But uh, okay, honestly, I know the, I sorry, I have to tell you one more thing. The yes, last please. record, uh, which was recorded at Nade Studios, it is also just a room. It's also just a room. So Nade is. Have you, have you, I'm sure you heard of Nade. Yes, yes, I yeah. have. You've heard their stuff. Like, if you go and listen to Nade's music, you're not going to think that it was recorded in a room. The only thing at that time that was recorded outside the room were, were the drum tracks, which were done in a studio because they didn't have the facilities at the point. But I'm pretty sure they do now, I think. But yeah, they, yeah. They've been also doing this Billie Eilish thing that <laughs> I decided to put a fan, you know. Well, if it works, why not, not, man? If it works, why not? Yeah. Well, it's cost-effective yeah. anyway. And, uh, well, uh, yeah. of course, I, yeah. I, I it's cost-effective. Yeah, cost-effective. Yeah. That's the most important thing. If you're not going to make money out of your song, at least you don't have to spend so much for your song, right? And right. you get good quality. Yeah. That's that's the most important thing of all. But right. in terms of uh, before, I know you, you're in a rush because something else going on. Before I wrap it up, uh, quick question. The support that you have been receiving for this particular EP in terms of the medias and plays and so on, is it fair enough for you? Is it is it okay? Or uh, you think... It's still new. Uh, it's still very new. And uh, I still have not sent out my usual blast messages about okay the spotify thing which i'm probably going to do it right after this and you're probably going to get one as well but please uh, yeah um response has been good so far because especially with the video i had good help with the video from a friend clifford tan and a bunch a couple of his friends as well and they did a super fantastic job on the video i couldn't believe what i was watching when they were doing it. And uh, response to the video has been great. I've been sending it out. I do this thing every time I release something where I come up with this generic message that says, hey, greetings. Hey, my name is Brendan DeCruz. I'm a singer-songwriter. And then there's a link. And it, I, I kind of mention there like, hey, if you like it, please do help spread the word. There's no, hey, can you share this, please? And uh, so it's up to them. So I would do this and I'd send it out daily to people on Facebook, on Instagram, just in the hundreds I'm messaging people. And uh, I aim for, of course, my friends and also public figures and just, you never know what's gonna happen. So I did this for about three years and it wasn't working. And uh, for this one, I think, I don't know if, Maybe the reach has been slightly better. Of course, it has been slightly better since I first started, but I didn't think I would achieve any of your big celebrities through an Instagram direct message. And uh, this time around, I managed to get through to uh, Harith Iskandar, to Daphne Iking, to recently was Sarima Ibrahim, and they've all these are all like names. 
I knew as celebrities going growing up, and uh, they are now like, hey, great stuff. Can I interview you? Can I do a show? Can I share your video? I was like, yeah, please. Oh, that's great. So, in that sense, response has been great. Like people who I didn't think in my wildest dreams would even open the message have opened the message and gone slightly further by sharing it, and that gives me more exposure to their fan base and they are exposed to my music. My plays go up, not a lot, but a little. No, but it, is it is it is amazing. Lot, like I, like I said earlier, but. Yeah. Uh, Without marketing itself, you have at least got to the right people. It's not about the quantity, but it's about the quality of people that who is yeah. listening to your particular music. And you seem to have gotten the right people to listen to it, which I think yeah. in the next couple of days or a couple of weeks or maybe months, it will spread further, which is excellent, man. Yeah. I wish you all the best, man. I wish you all the best. Thanks, and I'm man. looking to check Thank you out live one of these days. Never had the chance. I mean, I actually I did look, a couple of times. Me. I was usually the guy at the back of the bar, sitting down quietly watching the whole show and all. But maybe, uh, we, we must maybe, maybe we bump into that. Definitely, yeah. definitely bump into yeah. each other, but uh, not formally introduced. I think so. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's been years. Soon, maybe. soon we we'll do. It. Yes, I'm looking forward for that, Brendan. Once again, congratulations on this awesome, awesome Thank EP, you. especially your single it's it's my pleasure, man. It's my pleasure. I, it's it's something chat. that I've been looking forward for. Like I said earlier, I wanted to have you first. Unfortunately, everybody grabbed you before I could, man. No worries, man. No worries. Definitely, we'll catch up with you soon. And uh, once again, for those listening in, remember head on to Spotify and check out Brendan D. Cruz. That's B R E A B R E N D A N D Cruz. Uh, you can find the track there evermore, and also you can just uh, look for the particular album. Billy Eilish. Did I get the name right? I always get this name wrong. Eilish. 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 I always get the yeah. name wrong. I don't know why is that. And also, please Her full do check name it out. Is on. Billy Eilish Pirate Bard Connell or something. I don't know. She's got the word. Have Indian, the name, must have some Indian blood down there like, to have a name that long. <laughs> she's got the word pirate in her name. That's a pretty it's cool name, isn't it? Cool that's name. That's yeah. name to have, man. So don't forget to check it out and also do uh, follow uh, uh, Brandon on Instagram. He's on Instagram there. Pretty straightforward. Brandon De Cruz, right, on Instagram? Yes, correct. On everything, cool. it's Brandon De Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. So the most important thing is not only you check out the music, you make sure you share it, spread the word as much as you can. That's the most important thing you need to do. And especially to all my DJ buddies, radio guys, you know what you got to do, right? Media friends. Yeah, play there. Play, play it, man. Music. Play it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brendan. Thank you very much. You have a great day, man. All right. Thanks, man. You too. Ciao.